0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Tom and Warren on Joy. Samantha Ratnam is leading the Greens into her first state election. Premier Daniel Andrews has so far ruled out any deals with the Greens. Nevertheless, Samantha's goal is to claim the balance of power so that she can help form one of the most progressive governments this state has seen. Samantha has taken time out of her hectic campaign schedule and joins us live in the Joy Studios. Good morning, Samantha.
0: Good morning, Warren and Tom. It's such a pleasure to be with you here today. It's a joy
1: to have you.
2: Look, Samantha, before we get into other topics Mm. and politics, we want to ask you some questions that we've also put to the Premier. Yep. Sure. Look, uh, the trans and gender diverse Victorians are still subject to high levels of stigma, and mm. especially comes down to the birth certificate mm. or having to, before we are able to change our marker, we're having to go through forced surgery. I mm. mean, um, we now Invasive have, surgery, too, yeah. It was a very invasive yeah. surgery, it goes. I mean, but also then doesn't even talk about the, the male and female marker for it you know non-binary people who don't want what will you do if you hold the balance of power to make sure that you know this equality is is fixed
0: well I think it's a really good question and we want to see people be able to change uh, their gender identity documents easily so without having to go through surgery there's so many barriers uh, to being able to uh, claim your identity Mm. uh, and change it uh, and it's it's and unheard of, it shouldn't be happening in 2018. So we would work in the parliament constructively to make that happen. And you know, there are a whole range of things that parliaments do that can be through collaboration uh, and constructive work with other parties. It's been really interesting being at parliament for the last year and hearing the stories of things that don't make the news, but people from different political parties who get together and say, look, this is a really important reform. We don't have to make a big song and dance about it to get it through. Mm -hmm. Actually, we get people in a room, think about how do we get this through the parliament and really significant reforms happen when you can put all that politics aside because people's human rights shouldn't be political footballs and we are seeing these issues play out now time and time Time again, again. used politically and cynically and we want to stop that.
2: Look, we just saw it happen successfully yesterday in Tasmania.
0: Yes, Like it passed through the lower
2: house. I understand it still has a hurdle but to seeing that, you know the liberal lady crossed the floor and and I loved what she said it makes no difference to 98.9% of the population but what it will do for that 0.2% I mean the money, the mental Mm. illness I know being a gay man having to have come out many years ago the thought of having to come out every time i produce the document absolutely i mean that's just no one should have to live like that we
0: distress and traumatize people absolutely unnecessarily with all these barriers sometimes they're invisible sometimes they're such visible barriers and you're absolutely right the majority of the population will be able to go on with their daily lives and it will have a huge impact for the people these uh these obstacles uh impact
2: when it comes down to even we're talking now about birth certificates what about you know children that are that are born with both, you know, genitalia, and mm. they're being forced as children mm. surgery. I mean, basically, it's a forced sterilisation, isn't That's it? That's
0: right, and it really strips people away from their agency and their rights. Uh, and it, so, it's important that we do move away from that as well. So, and it's been really interesting uh, with what's happening in Tasmania. Yep. People mm. speaking to their account of what's what it's meant for their life and when they've had the choice, when they haven't had the agency, when decisions have been made for them and often the wrong decision made for them, it sets them off on a trajectory and a pathway that you know most people can't understand just the distress and the trauma it causes for their lives. Would you
1: support also removing male and female and having other options as well?
0: That's right. So I think we've got a change. We're in 2018 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be living in a truly equal society. We should, you know, the non-binary ways of defining ourselves should become the norm. And, uh, you know, sometimes it starts with symbolic things. People think they're symbolic things, but they're not. They're actually really important. Like you said, Tom, it's uh, having to, identify yourself coming out every single time you have to find a document and it shouldn't be happening.
1: No, that was terrible. Mm. Samantha, um, a recent report by La Trobe University has found that gay conversion practices are still entering the mainstream Mm. through certain Christian churches. Um, Would you support legislation signalling that conversion therapy is both harmful and unethical and outlawing it altogether?
0: Yes, we want to see those laws passed to prohibit those practices. Also providing funding for survivor support groups, uh, we've been pushing and we've advocated for an inquiry to understand what is happening because we understand that sometimes they have the labels of uh, conversion practices but we also know that there's lots of other similar practices with different names so they're mm. quite insidious such as they're
1: family counselling and things
0: like that so uh, it's really important that the community is aware of what these practices look like and that they're not uh, genuine often. So an inquiry can really open that up and we can understand where it's happening so you can really target the measures to stamp it out. Because we brought
2: this to Daniel because he said, you know, we have the health commissioner, which Mm. is great, who's now been given control of that. But the issue is it's the same man. If I didn't like, the doctor didn't give me a Panadol, it's the same complaint. It's after the fact. And this is happening and it's only then... After someone has gone mm. through it, right. strong enough to realise what has happened to them, That's right. our our complaints commissioner either needs some teeth to either get in there and look for it before it happens mm. or we need a total inquiry and, and it should be put That's out. That's right. Because people can't complain when they're in trauma. Well, if you're yeah, a child and right. your parents and who you love, you respect—that's your community. If they tell you you're wrong, you just follow. Mm. 't you become an adult,
0: these practices are just wrong. You know, they're transphobic, they're homophobic, and that's why you need laws. Legislation is one of the strongest uh, tools that you have to stamp out these really mm. horrific practices that really defy and undermine people's human rights to exist as they are. Uh, you know, people trying to change people, and it's not okay. So that's why the parliament, I think, has a moral responsibility to use all its power and laws are often the highest form of its power to stop it from happening. So you can say, oh, look, there'll be complaints, procedures and stuff, but it actually burdens the people who are experiencing the pain more than everyone else. And it's not fair. So that's why I think uh, an inquiry to open up what's happening so we understand and can identify where it's happening so we can really stamp it out. And then the laws are the ways that you ensure that you prevent it from even happening in the first place.
2: Thank you, Samantha. That's fantastic. Well, the the Equal Opportunities Act uh, has a very broad extent. Which allows religious schools to basically expel either their employers or their students. Look, will you support so, the removal of these exceptions? Do we need to tighten the EEA? I mean, we still got there, it protects people from their sex, their race, and things, but there's nothing written in there for trans people, there's nothing written in there for non binary. Mm. We, we actually have progressed as a society. We're not just all black and white now. Absolutely.
0: Or- I think, you know, in the recent debate around this, um, I think a lot of the community were really aghast to learn that this is still a thing. And actually, the Parliament of Victoria had the chance to change it a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And a shout out to my colleague, Sam Hibbins, who has been an incredible ally and campaigner for equal rights. Also, my federal uh, colleague, uh, Senator Janet Rice, have been absolute champions. And he actually tried to move a bill that would uh, remove these exemptions. And it beggars belief that both the Liberal and Labor parties did not support that bill. So two years ago we had the chance to get rid of these outdated laws once and for all and the Parliament didn't do it. Sam has stated and we are right behind him that we will do it as soon as we possibly can in this next term of Parliament. So you have our absolute commitment that we want these laws gone.
2: And and we, as a a person here of non-faith, and I'll say I went to a Catholic school, I have so much respect for anyone's religion. Mm. If, if something gives you solace and, and you can go home and you can pray to someone, we all know there's something bigger. I love religion. I think people, but that doesn't mean just... You, just because you're religious doesn't mean you have the right to discriminate against that's people. Right, yeah. That's Religious freedom means you can be religious, I can be non-religious, and let's all get together.
0: It can't be used as a cover for discrimination Thank and exclusion. You. And, you know, that's what we're seeing with the politicisation of some of these issues. And it's been really concerning, actually, in this state election. We're seeing in the federal election as well. We're getting these issues now being touted by the radical right wing yes. uh, and used as political footballs, trying to divide communities. When they're matters of human rights, they should be apolitical. We should just get on with it and create the most equal society that we can. Well the Victorian
1: done, yeah. Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission, they had their powers stripped back in 2011, which resulted in a diminished ability to protect LGBTI Victorians. Will you support restoring powers that were introduced in 2010?
0: Absolutely. Uh, that commission does such incredible work work and has had such an incredible track record of really bringing some of these issues that have been hidden uh, to light, leading the public conversation debate and the policy debate and getting laws changed as well. Uh, We start to see these attacks on civil society when governments start to get scared and they use these institutions to um, progress their agenda. And Mm. over the last few years, we've gone backwards. I can't believe it. Uh, And we've really got to make sure those powers are restored so our independent civil civil organisations have the power they need to challenge governments because governments can get it really wrong.
1: Absolutely. Last week, The Australian revealed uh, that Christians are being run out of business, um, being hounded by boycotts and bullied by activists for adhering to their faith a year after the same-sex marriage vote was passed. Um, They were referring, of course, to the closure of The White magazine. Um, They referred to it as a crisis of freedom. What would you say about that?
0: Oh, I think uh, that's an interesting interpretation of mm. uh, a crisis of freedom or freedoms, isn't it? I think people should have the right and freedom to exist, uh, a life free from discrimination uh, and exclusion and harassment. And we see so much of our uh, LGBTQI community have to face so many barriers and discrimination on a daily basis. Once again, we're seeing the politicisation of these issues, which are matters of human rights.
2: Thank you for answering our questions. They are very important to our LGBTI plus Q community. But now we want to give you the opportunity. Sell us. why should we vote for your party on Saturday?
0: Well, we're actually entering a really historic period. in On November 24th, in a couple of days on Election Day, and everyone, just a reminder, you can vote early if you can't vote on Saturday, but make sure you get your vote and it's really important. Uh, we could actually help form the most progressive government and progressive parliament Victoria has ever seen. It's been really good to see over the last few years progressive reform on a number of fronts and I think that's thanks to community campaigners mm. environmental campaigners backed by more Greens and progressives in the Parliament that's how you actually get really big change so we want to see 100% renewable energy Victoria our climate is in absolute peril we have to accelerate our transition uh, to combat climate change so 100% renewable energy by 2030 we've got to end our fossil fuel dependence that actually means transitioning out of coal uh, it's good to see you know more a commitment to solar and renewable energy but you can't say you're truly taking action on climate change if you keep digging up and burning coal So
1: Samantha, is, let's impact. say the, the Liberals win, they've, right. they've, they haven't ruled out another coal-fired power station that's right. How will you work with them to prevent that from happening?
0: Well, we've got to make sure our voice is as loud and clear as possible As I said, there's huge environmental organisations and campaigns that will need to mobilise that are already mobilised. We'll make sure in that parliament that they cannot reverse uh, the progress that we've made towards yep. a renewable energy target, for example The climate just cannot cope with the We just have no choice but to move forward now. So we need to end our dependence on coal. Uh, Part of also addressing climate change, but also making sure our cities are livable, is transforming our public transport system. So a lot of the congestion that we see, the problems that we have now, is that our successive governments or previous successive governments haven't invested enough in public transport. So they found billions of dollars for toll roads, but our public transport system is grinding to a halt. So we've got really uh, uh, big plans and costed plans to transform our public transport system, extending Melbourne Metro, Building the next uh, range of tunnels, Melbourne Metro 2, bus, trains, tram transformation. So,
1: is that the metro from Fisherman's Bend? Is
0: that's that right, that's right. It's only train station at Fisherman's Bend. And they're the types of things you've got to put in place before you get thousands of people moving Correct. into an area. Because
2: mm-hmm. at the moment, we seem to be doing a lot of catch up. That's right. We're, we're, we're building the roads or stations or extending platforms. Too late. We should have done this 30 That's years right. ago.
0: Yeah. So, for a long time, I think we've let property developers really plan our cities. So, they get to put the people there, make their big profits and run yes. away. And then people are left without roads, trains, schools, hospitals, community centres. And they're the problems we're facing as a city now. Mm. But Samantha, one of, the thing, sorry, one of the things no, we haven't
1: no seen a lot of this in public transport, we see trains. We've got the, the Labor government promising the outer suburban rail mm. loop. And, and you've got Metro too. Mm. What about trams?
0: Oh uh, Well, we've announced a big uh, plan to buy more trams, get more trams on the network, also make our tram stops and our whole network more accessible. So Mm -hmm. we've announced $6 billion for a tram transformation package, which will make our tram network truly accessible for everyone with different abilities as well. But you've got to get more trams on the network as well. A whole range of other issues coming up this election. We're in a public housing crisis. We're in a housing affordability crisis Mm -hmm. right across the state and country. Uh, We actually have over 80,000 people on the waiting list for public housing, which we think is actually an underestimate of the urgency and crisis out there, 25,000 of those on that list are children. In one of the richest places on earth, I can't believe that we're in this state. So we've really pushed, we pushed for a parliamentary inquiry, which found out the true extent of the problem. We've outlined our plans to build 80,000 new affordable housing homes of the next 12 years, starting with 40,000 public housing homes. We think it's really important that the state assumes once again its responsibility yes. to drive housing affordability, bring down those house prices, and by building more housing, you can actually do that. We've seen over the last few years, state governments and federal governments retreat from housing affordability, saying it's a private market, but it doesn't mm. work. Uh, we want to protect our beautiful forests. Uh, over the last couple of days, we've heard really concerning reports of illegal logging.
2: We've seen the pictures from a satellite where they're logging into areas where they should not be. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Who is watching this? Well, the government should be watching it, but they, have, uh, they haven't watched this closely enough. My colleague Samantha Dunn in the parliament is mm. an absolute warrior for the forest. Every single moment she gets up, she gets up in the parliament and asks the government what's happening. We actually have enough plantation timber to supply mm. the industry that we have. We shouldn't be... Destructing these ecosystems, which no. are the water supply of our cities, they're the mm. lungs of our cities. If we're going to address climate change, we've got to keep our forests intact. Another big thing that we're really pushing is for the next parliament to uh, have the big, most integrity it's possibly, it possibly can. We've had a lot of scandal in the last four years.
2: We've had a few, haven't Just we? Just a few, a few mm. too many. Yes.
0: And it really erodes the trust and confidence people have in a political system Definitely. when people think they're rotting the public. And because. it comes
2: back to you guys as parties as well, and we have put it to them. We do need to vet the people that you're going to put up as our leaders That's a right. lot better. That's a, right. and every party has failed. That's we, right. we, and it's yeah. about time we need to trust you and we need the people that you put up there knowing that they're going to go in and do the That's best right. for all Australians.
0: That's right, and you know being in that Parliament of the last year, you really come face to face with the fact that there are a lot of people who've been groomed for political careers their yes. whole lives, they have very little real world outside experience and it's a bit of a bubble sometimes we want to see more everyday people in those positions of power representing everyday Victorians, so we've got a number of measures to improve the integrity of the next Parliament, uh, because it's, politics is really important.
1: Samantha one last uh, issue, uh, drug reform we've had the Liberals say they're going to remove the safe Room within within week week they win win What's your your stance well
0: we Well, we've actu- absolutely got to stop that from happening. It's been a hard-fought win to get that safe injecting room, something the Greens have championed for years. Uh, Our federal leader, Richard Di Natale, is leading the policy debate in this country in terms of drug law reform. Uh, We've got to make sure we don't go backwards. I was a drug and alcohol social worker for many years. We know harm minimisation saves lives. It literally Mm -hmm. saves lives. We cannot go backwards. We've actually got so much more to do over the next few years. We cannot let that happen. The war on drugs didn't work. That's right. It it wasn't a war on drugs. And the only people that made a lot of money was the criminals. Absolutely. So you can count on the Greens standing up and making sure that we uh, commit to drug law reform. uh, We commit to harm reduction measures. We will absolutely champion that safe injecting room staying.
1: Excellent. Samantha Ratnam, leader of the Victorian Greens. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you so much. And keep
0: up the amazing work that you'll all do here at Joy. Big
1: fan. Thank you very much. Thank you
0: wake up with tom and warren thursdays for breakfast on joy tune in to 94.9 in melbourne stream live at joy.org.au or download the joy app available via podcast at joy.org.au on itunes or your favorite podcasting platform joy podcasts where you want them when you want them